Welcome to it. It is Wednesday at 6.32 in the evening. School's here along with Mackenzie Irwin, courtesy Sanfiru Jamark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. You can reach out to Mackenzie anytime. Always ready to take your call. She's got a great staff with her too, by the way. How do you do that when we're not on air? one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address we always use. And you also have the option of the free and anonymous website built to make you that much smarter. When it comes to the common law of employment law, that is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, access to the severance calculator there as well. But as we always say, uh, you're that third wheel of the show, man. Your voice is uh, is asking the questions on air, so feel free to grab a phone and chime in. We'd love to hear from you. If any questions you have surrounding your workplace or work life, anything you've been wondering about, this is the time to ask. Mackenzie here to answer. We'll get to that. And the top five things to know about parental leave. Maternity, paternity leave, all that stuff is coming up. Maybe some emails if we got time a little later on. But we always start off with the case of the day or something that's been happening recently. A newsworthy item as it relates to employment law. Mackenzie, what do you got for us uh, tonight, Bill? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, I think <laughs> everyone has heard by now that uh, the issues that have been ha- going on with the Silicon Valley bank, banks that that are failing and getting bailed out. But um, in terms of employment law, I've been uh, having employers, hearing a lot of employers using this as as an excuse really to, to not run payroll or to, to withhold um, employees' pay. And so I think it's a good time right now to kind of address what, um, you know, let employees know what they need to know about uh, and what you need to do when your employer is withholding your pay. Um, so, Certainly, um, if your employer has missed your regular pay period, then this could be a constructive dismissal and you could be entitled to treat this as a termination and pursue your severance, which could be depending on um, a variety of factors. It could be up to 24 months of pay. So in Ontario, the Employment Standards Act requires employers to set up and abide by regular, uh, regularly occurring pay periods. So mm-hmm. Some employers do this uh, by weekly pays or weekly pay, monthly, whatever it is. Whatever the pay schedule that they've established, they need to abide by those regularly occurring pay periods. So failing to uh, uh, you know, comply with that pay cycle is not only um, a breach of the Employment Standards Act, but it it's also uh, could be a constructive dismissal. So. I want um, to let employees and employers know that, that those pay periods, they have to abide by, abide by those. And if your employer's missing your pay period, you, you should, it should be a red flag. It should be uh, a sign that you should potentially be reaching out for help. So I, I want, uh, we, we want employees uh, to be reasonable with this. Um, and, and obviously, if your employer has mistakenly missed maybe one pay right. period, but yeah. then corrects this mistake shortly thereafter, that's that's not what I'm talking about here. That's not what I'm referring to. That that's likely not going to be a constructive dismissal. Um, and but what I am, you know, let's say your employer has missed several pay periods, and uh, you you haven't been paid for for work that you've performed, and uh, and there's a lot of outstanding pay. Um, then you're venturing into that constructive dismissal territory, and um, you're going to want to give uh, give me a call or one of my colleagues a call to see whether um, whether you have uh, the grounds here for a constructive dismissal. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that you made that distinction between, you know, an employer who's being, you know, derelict in their duties with paying you as opposed to maybe a, the odd accounting glitch where you didn't get your pay on Thursday. It came in Friday or the following Monday. You got to give them a little bit of leeway in that regard, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, certainly if, if they're missing, if, if they're late paying your, your, um, your wages uh, regularly, let's say, you know, it's been months uh, or, or years where they're, where they're not paying it on, the, on time, then you might, you might be in that uh, constructive dismissal realm. But there's a lot of steps that you should take before asserting constructive dismissal. So it's, that's why it's really important to reach out to an employment lawyer to kind of discuss your situation uh, in more detail to, to see whether whether you have those grounds at that time. But if, if it's a situation where your employer just has missed your hasn't paid you for a couple has missed a couple pay periods, then you might then you're likely into the into the constructive dismissal territory. Good stuff to know and a good way to warm up. We'll give you a minute to uh, grab a phone. If you have any uh, questions, bring them on now as we get into a short break. Come back with our top five things you need to know about maternity and parental leave. That is on the way. Employment Law Show. Stand by. And welcome back to it. John Scholes here, Mackenzie Irwin, Sam Firu, Tamark, and LLP. Always encouraged to continue the conversation after the show. Anytime, reach out to Mackenzie and her crew. That is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But let's get into our topic for the day. By the way, you still got lots of time to call us here live on air and ask your questions. There are no dumb questions. Bring it on. You're answering and asking for uh, thousands of others that are listening as well. So you can do... All of us a favor by doing that. Okay, five things to know. The top five things to know about uh, parental leave. Number one, you cannot be penalized for taking it, so don't fear that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So parental leave, is it's a, it's a statutorily protected leave uh, that you're entitled to. Um, and most, empl- most employees don't really understand that they can't be penalized for, um, for taking that and for uh, asserting that statutorily protected right. So um, there is uh, the statute actually protects you from any kind of reprisal. So any kind of punishment or, or, or penalty that your employer imposes on you for, for taking that leave. So let's say, for example, um, you know, your employer can't do anything like reduce your pay or reduce your hours um, or take you off. Uh, I'm just running through situations that I've, I've, I've seen that have come across my desk where Employees have advised their uh, employer that they intend to take a their maternity or paternity leave, and the employer goes and and does something like um, take you off a particular assignment and maybe move you to a less lucrative account or right. um, demote you, move you to another location. Um, all of these uh, items, those they could really be a, a constructive dismissal, and it it also is likely reprisal. Um, in in direct result of you um, advising your employer that you needed to take that leave, so um, your employer can't uh, they can't give you an unwarranted you know performance improvement plan, um, or or even really fire you for telling them that you need to take uh, this maternity this paternity or maternity leave. So um, it, it, all of those uh, they could be grounds for constructive. They're also likely grounds for discrimination, uh, particularly if it is a direct result of um, it directly resulted from uh, you telling your employer that you needed to take this leave. Got four more of those. We always take a phone call in between. Got uh, Shauna standing by. Hey, Shauna, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? 
I just have two quick questions. I've noticed on my pay stubs that they don't let me know, and I have had to inquire on my own about accumulated uh, vacation time or uh, sick pay, like sick days. And also, when it comes to the, the Christmas time, my company closes. Now, I worked during Christmas time, but regularly they will close voluntarily, and it's up to you to take your own earned vacation time to get paid for the days that they voluntarily close. I just wanted to know if that is uh, legal. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So, there's two issues here. One is that um, your pay stubs aren't reflecting the vacation time or sick time that you've taken? Correct. I don't have, I know, like I had to inquire with someone to know that I have two weeks of vacation and I have five days of uh, sick pay and then, but it's not reflected like to show on the pay stub that I have. That's why I inquired initially. And then this okay. is where taking the time off at, during Christmas time, I'm like, why do I have to take my my earned vacation time when you're voluntarily closing? Like, I don't, that's not right. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start with, um, with the issue of your employer telling you when to take a vacation when they're closing their, uh, their business during, during the, the holidays. Your yeah. employer is allowed to dictate when you take your vacation. Um, there are, and particularly if you have an employment contract, uh, usually it would say something like along the lines of, you know, we can, uh, we reserve the right to, um, to dictate when you take those vacation times. But especially uh, during the holidays, it's, it's, they are allowed to tell you when, to, when you have to take certain time off. Um, that is allowed in terms of your pay stubs. Um, I'm not sure there, there's no re- legal requirement for what has to be on, on the pay. The pay stub has to say how much tax was taken off, how much you were paid, um, what the deductions were, but there's, you know, they don't need to have to list your vacation entitlements or your sick, sick day entitlements, but you, they do have to provide you with an update on where you're at whenever you ask for that. So, um, as far as I as as I can tell, that's what they are doing. When they when you ask, they do update you as to what uh, how much vacation and sick days you have left. Is that correct? They don't update me. I have to keep track of it myself. Oh, when you're when you're calling in, they're not letting you know what where they're where you're at, how many vacation days. Okay, so in that sense, then yes, they do have to keep a record, and they should be updating you. Now then, when it okay. Now in my offer letter, I was not given. I don't mean, to, but I wasn't given that. Like during the interview, I was told, "Yeah, you're going to have to, you know, you take your own vacation days." But I don't think it's right that I have to. Like it wasn't in my offer letter that I have to take these, you know, you have to take three days off for your personal vacation earned time. 
so the it's it's actually I mean it doesn't have to be in an in an employment contract. There is uh, it's also under the Employment Standards Act that they are allowed to um, to ensure that you're taking a certain date or that you're taking vacation time uh, when it's convenient for the employer. But then that leaves me in a predicament because if I have two weeks of vacation and they're closed for three days because they choose to do so, I believe I should not have three vacation days out of the days that I've heard for vacation. It's something that you can absolutely um, discuss with your employer and see if you can um, uh, negotiate for them to... Um, allow you to continue working, but they, they are within their rights to have you take um, vacation time when uh, when the employer uh, is closed or wants to close down or is uh, they can tell you when to take those vacation times over the holidays. Five things you need to know about maternity leave, parental leave. Number two, your employer must return to you to your previous position. Give me some details on that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, this is, as I said, the statutorily protected leave. They must return you to your previous position uh, unless your position no longer exists. Um, and so th- they must return you to uh, the exact same position at the exact same rate of pay that you had before your leave. Mm. Um, now, the only situation where, you know, if, if your position no longer exists, then your employer um, and, and truly no longer exists. So it's not the, a situation where, um, you know, they've replaced you. That position is no longer a position at the company. No one holds that position. Then your employer must make all reasonable efforts to offer you a comparable position, find some alternative position for you, and they must um, pay you the same rate that, um, as your previous position. So, um only in the situation where no comparable position exists um, can your employer not return you from maternity leave. And uh, trust me, this is a very rare, rare, it rarely is, uh, is, is the case. Um, but if that's the case, then they absolutely, they owe you your full severance. Um, and this will likely be more than, uh, than usual than if they had been term- than if they had terminated you when you were not on a leave. Um, and that's because, um, the courts really consider that someone who's returning from a parental leave, um, they need a longer time to find uh, new comparable work. Um, the courts recognize that it's, it's significantly more difficult for someone who's a new parent uh, with a new baby at home who's returning yep. from a leave. Um, they've been off work for a period of time. It, it's, it's much more difficult for that individual to reenter the workforce especially after they've been off for a period of time. So it's, um, that t- the courts take that into consideration and typically award uh, that employee a-, a longer notice period. So you're likely entitled to a longer, um, more severance than, uh, than if you had just been terminated uh, when, you know, when you're working uh, every day. Number three is this. Your employer cannot permanently replace you during a leave. I guess the key word there is permanently, right? Yeah. So got you there, Mackenzie? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, there you are. Hey, yeah, no, th- uh, third one, I just said your employer cannot permanently replace you during your leave. I guess permanently is the key word with that one, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so similar to the previous to number two, um, your employer they have to return you to your previous position, and they can't permanently replace you during your parental leave. So, I actually see this all the time. You know, someone uh, was hired to temporarily replace you while you're on your leave, and mm-hmm. the employer prefers that temporary employee yeah. and actually wants them to take the role on permanently. They just they can't do this. So. Sometimes it's not as blatant as your temp replacement is, is working in your job. Sometimes it's a little more subtle where the employer kind of, uh, the, keeps the temp and they welcome you back, but there's clearly not enough work for the two of you to work in the same position. Or um, sometimes I've seen where the employer creates some pseudo new position and you return from your paternity leave and you're now reporting to this new person that was the temp mm. who took over your position nice. and has really just assumed your duties and responsibilities while you've been on leave, but they've just reorganized it and given it a fancy name and changed the reporting structure. But yeah, they cannot do that. Your employer can't do that. Any of these um, are ways in which the employer has actually just permanently replaced you during your parental leave. Um, and this is likely going to be a constructive dismissal, uh, and you could be entitled to up to 24 months of, of severance. And uh, in addition, your employer is is breaching the Employment Standards Act of doing this. Top five things to know about parental leave. Number four, your employer cannot force you to take a longer, wow, or shorter leave than you want to. Yeah, actually, it's it's wild how many times I actually see this. So. Um, you know, you should absolutely work with your employer to agree on a paternity leave that you're comfortable with and that works for you. Um, you're entitled to uh, up to 61 weeks of unpaid leave, uh, and your employer can't force you to take any more or less than you want to. So doing so could be a constructive dismissal, um, and you should absolutely, you know, give me a call if your employer is forcing you to take more or less. So. Um, that's making sure that you're within the rules of, of how you can take the, uh, the leave um, and giving your employer proper notice of your intention to take the leave and your intention to return from your leave. But you really should be working with your employer and advising your employer how long you intend to, to take, um, but they can't dictate um, or force you to take more or less than you want to. And number five, as you already kind of alluded to, if your employer terminates you, you get fired while you're on the parental leave. Bad news, but uh, you will be entitled to more severance likely. Yeah, absolutely. So this is just a major faux pas for empl- employers. I don't know why I keep seeing this, but you should really just leave your employees who are on a parental leave, leave them alone. Uh, not only is it uh, very likely a, a human rights violation to terminate someone while they're on their parental leave, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any business sense. Uh, your employee's on a leave and your business can't possibly know what the circumstances would be when they're ready to return. So it's just a, generally a bad idea for employers. But if you've been terminated while you're on paternity leave, uh, you, you need to give me a call because not only are you likely entitled to much more severance, as I kind of described above, the courts recognize that it's more difficult for uh, employees returning from a parental leave um, uh, to find new work, especially if you're terminated while you're still on that leave, because you're obviously not looking for work while you're on a parental leave. Um so that all that uh, situation that may warrant awarding you more uh, severance. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, you're likely entitled to damages for uh, your employer's breach of the Employment Standards Act and uh, human rights damages for the discriminatory treatment. Let's get to an email here from uh, Boris. Last couple of minutes of the show says, guys, my employer terminated my employment just before a big bonus payout. And I was a few months out from my share options I was given with Vest. The, uh, they provided me with a decent severance offer, but it doesn't include my bonus or the share options. Am I entitled to these still? Yeah, so um, it's very likely that Boris uh, is entitled to both his bonus uh, and his share options, particularly if uh, if they're due or they're owed to him within the next few months. So even if your employer has given you a decent severance offer, I think it's certainly worthwhile for Boris and I to connect um, just to see whether um, I can review the language in his bonus plan and the share options plan and determine uh, what uh, entitlement uh, he has. But it's, it's very likely that he still is entitled to, to the bonus and, mm-hmm. and also likely to the share options um, over the next few months. Boris, thanks, pal. We'll get to Melinda. Quickly says, I, I uh, work in a mine and I've been off work sick for almost five years. My doctor says I'm ready to start a gradual return to work, but my employer won't respond to any of my emails asking to return to work. Is there anything I could do about this or has my employment expired since I've been off so long? Well, uh, Melinda, first thing, there is no such thing as expiration of your employment. So your employer uh, must work with you and is required to work with you and your doctor to accommodate your gradual return to work. Um, I would recommend that she reach out to me because I can write to your empl- I can write your employer a letter uh, that they can't ignore. Sometimes employers I've, I find re- ignore requests from employees, hoping that they'll just give up and go away. Um, but you're absolutely entitled to be t- return to work and. You know, even if you've been off work for 10 years, as long as your doctor agrees that you're well enough to go back, uh, they have to take you back. And if they refuse to take you back, then they'll owe you a significant severance uh, and potentially human rights damages for failing to accommodate your return to work. So I think it's really um, it's really important that Melinda does reach out because I can write her her employer a letter that that they can't ignore and, and I can help her sort this out. Melinda Boris, thanks, guys, for contributing to the show. And if you managed to call through, we thank you as well. You'll have another opportunity tomorrow at this time as well. In the meantime, reaching out to Mackenzie and her crew, simple, one 855 would be the phone number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Use that uh, email address, which we just showed you. Two examples of live on air and then that website built to educate you and make it simpler for you as well called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. The severance calculator is no longer standalone. It is rolled into Pocket Employment Lawyer. And over 2 million of us have uh, taken that out for a spin. And you can do that freely and anonymously as well. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night.